No my haremai to the Fuck You podcast, which invites people like yourself from all walks of life to converse and um, about various access to equity within the context of Aotearoa. Um, we invite you and our beautiful, amazing, well-connected guest today to share lived experiences in an effort to find common threads within support systems, social networks, and knowledge that uplifts the collective human plight. Kelsey, what's our season two question? So this season, we are looking into what does equity and knowledge look like for various communities coexisting within one society? And as Tauiwi and Aotearoa, we recognise the mana whenua and kaitiaki of these lands. Maluseo and I have experienced most of our growth in the Waikato and want to honour Ngāti Haua, Ngāti Mahana and Ngāti Wairere. We're grateful for the connections our whakapapa weave through and for us to be able to connect and grow with community through the Whakū Kaupapa. Maluseo and I would also like to honour our queer ancestors who fought for our rights and visibility as equitable citizens of the world. Kia ora, my name is Kelsey and I use they them pronouns. Ni sambolo vinaka fakolo falahiatu ko maluseo tokuingoa, um, and people use he him pronouns for me, and I'm fine with that. And today we have someone that we really, really, literally just started fostering a connection with, and um, we at the FAQ don't actually like to introduce our guests because we want to give them the time to actually tell us who they are in their fashion and in their way. So please, if you could tell us your name, um, like, and then finish the sentence I am as well as your pronouns. All right. Kia ora, hello, talofa. My name is Tony O'Rourke. I am a 32-year-old half Samoan Pakia brought up in a Māori family. And um, I live in the beautiful small town of Te Kofata at the moment <laughs> in the mighty Waikato. Um, I am a youth worker, musician, uh, singer, songwriter, uh, producer, um, and uh, I just love everything creative. Um, and, and I just love helping people. Um, that's a lot about who I am and uh, yeah and I guess um, and my pronouns are he him pronouns yeah Bye-bye. so good honestly thank you so much for jumping in this because yeah. we really like like when we say we fresh we fresh fresh but we really not like I'm yeah. like yo we <laughs> yeah. really not <laughs> yeah thanks for having me fam thanks for having me man yeah of course and thank you for like so just a bit of a pocket pop of our collective story like we we're connected to Tony through someone else and then um, had a Zoom call and the next day we caught up and just like straight in, straight <laughs> in the deep end within like Pretty the much. first half Pretty an hour. Much. It was so good. And that was what, like a couple weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> Only a so couple weeks good. ago. Then we were so hanging good. out on the weekend. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then lockdown. <laughs> and then lockdown. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so blessed, honestly, Tony, like. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been insane. Yeah. It's so good. My, my mission from the start was to get a spot on the podcast and, and I, achieved, <laughs> I, I achieved that pretty quickly. Mission so. achieved. <laughs> you, you dog, you really, you really, you played us. Wow. Well, no, no, no. Cool. Thanks. That's the end of the podcast. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And we're done. <laughs> Um, so we are curious, you've mentioned a couple of pieces like around youth work, around your whanau, around your mm. um, your whakapapa and your ancestry. So we're curious if there's any other communities that you add value to um, or that are in your space that you want to mention and bring up. Yeah, awesome. I guess um, probably one that I didn't mention was um, I'm, I'm, I'm a real, 
a big man of faith so my faith community uh, uh is probably just just as important as, if not more important than a lot of those other things i mentioned i um stepped foot into a church when i was 15 year old um little rugged kid that um was getting into a lot of trouble with some of the dudes he was hanging around with and um gotta say man being around good people um being around a good faith community um just really you know i i can i can pretty much say that it saved my life man changed my life saved my life and wouldn't be the man i am today um both without god and, and without um people that god god has put into my life including you two um really just to, to you know um just to help kind of i guess expand my um my reach and also just just to have cool people in my life man and um it's been it's been a long time so i'm 32 now like i said so that's that was a good 17 years ago um and um you know how it is you know it's been it hasn't been all all uphill um that that whole time hasn't been have been living on the mountains that whole time there's definitely been some valley moments some moments where i have been angry um at god or at people of god and and you know had had that kind of vibe and um but at, at the moment where we are now um you know I'm, I'm really really thankful for for a lot of things and um so yeah so i'd say probably as, as well as some of those things that i mentioned um my faith community and and um all, all my bros and sisters that i've, I've been journeying with in, in that space um have been a big part of who i am today yeah <laughs> yeah we're so thankful for that we literally mm. is and we actually had the opportunity to join um your your um your church service and that yeah. to me was very like to me it was very healing like thank you so much yeah. for the invitation and at the same time thank you for yeah opening up space for community because um, there was a lot of people that i recognized um, and, and i was i was already co um, connected to and at the same time there was yeah i could definitely feel that People were there to heal themselves and to to to, to fill themselves with 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 mm. um, the the joy and the blessings of God. And to me, I'm like, that's that's potent. Like, regardless yeah. of my opinions or regardless of my my experiences in the past, in that mm. moment, potent. And Beautiful. that's 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 really what I I held on to that because I'm like, yo, I, that was that was actually the first time I've been into church in a long time, actually. Mm. And and it was the connection that you made that really offered me into that space because i'm like it's the people that i trust not so much the focado and the noise so that was my experience but kelsey you uh i've always had a an interesting relationship with faith hmm. um my whanau has uh did a little bit of church shopping every now and then when i was little um we attended mormon church for a while and some of my whanau is mormon um and yeah, the service that we that we attended with you and your and your people um, was probably one of the first times that I really felt comfortable in a space like that. Oh. Um, and I really liked having the children running around. <laughs> I made friends, and they were so cute. And I got to like cunny cunny with one of them, and oh my god, she was so beautiful. And just like I think having the children there and like just running around because in other church spaces that I've been in, the children go like yep. and do other things. And like, yep. For me, having the children there made it a more, I don't know, it just like connected me more into the space. And cool. yeah, it was so beautiful. And they're such gorgeous children. They were. Awesome. No, that's yeah, cool. the first time that's really that good I'd, feedback. Yeah, that I'd ever really felt <laughs> so comfortable 
in a church environment. So thank you. It was amazing. No, nah, all good. And and I I guess I want to say too, like you guys you guys actually really challenged me in that area because technically I didn't ask you if you wanted to come. <laughs> I know you guys are like, thanks for the invite. <laughs> but I remember Malo saying, yeah, we'll come. <laughs> I just said, because uh, you guys were like hiring out the space and I was like, yeah, just so you know, we have church here on Sunday. And and then Malo was just like, yeah, we'll come. <laughs> so technically we should be thanking um, you, Malo. <laughs> <laughs> but um it really challenged me to be like why 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 I, I thought about it afterwards and i was like why didn't i ask you if you wanted to come like there was no reason it was just kind of like that's sometimes i get so caught up and um because i'm involved in the leadership of it so sometimes i could just get so caught up in the in the logistics and in the you know the the thing making sure that the things happen um and forgetting that it's about people and and it, mm. it's about about everyone and so Thank you for challenging me in that way. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, he's so cute. We just totally had like a love, like a love potion. We just dived into that love potion right there. Um, season two is very much about knowledge and we wanted to um, to, to privilege knowledge. So I guess uh, the, the most appropriate way to start this is actually to ask you, what is knowledge to you and how, like what, like in, in its entirety? So what, what, what does knowledge look like to you? What has knowledge um, moved for you? Like what is knowledge for Tony? Mm, yeah Woo, that's a that's a pretty loaded question um but uh i think the first thing i thought of about um when you said that around knowledge is is for me knowledge is well let me put it like this i feel like a lot of people see knowledge as um uh learned skills um and it is it is it totally is uh but a lot of people i think see that it can only be those things um you know uh purposeful uh you know time that you've you've put aside to to learn a skill that's knowledge and it is but i think knowledge can be so more i think knowledge can be um lived experience um knowledge can be um going through going through storms in your life um and coming out the other end stronger um and you're not only coming out stronger but you're coming out with with more knowledge on how to how to approach situations and how to approach circumstances and who to lean on and who not to lean on. And I think knowledge is such a, such a massive, such a massive thing um, that we all have. And that I feel like every day our knowledge grows either. Um, and, and it's, and I think knowledge, it's always for the better. So um, you make a mistake, you learn from it, um, you know, and that's, that's knowledge. That's your knowledge expanding there. Like, Oh, I'm not going to do that again because, because that happened last time. <laughs> your, your knowledge is, is kind of growing in that sense. Um, but I think, if I was, to, if you were to ask it, me personally, what what does it mean to me? Um, it's it's my experience. I think it's the things that I've done, the 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 time that I've put into things, has um has really shaped the knowledge I have on things. And I say that because, um, I feel like you could you could look at my CV, and you could not um, you you wouldn't see a whole lot of qualifications, right? And I'm being honest here, okay? You wouldn't see a whole lot of comp- qualifications, but um, and it's taken me a long time to get to this um, point of uh, confidence in saying this about myself, but mm, go um, I'm good at what I do. You know, I'm good at what I, there's, there's, there's things that I do that, that maybe I didn't complete study for, I didn't get a degree for, um, but I've been doing it for so long that um, I'm good at what I do. And, um, and, mm. and, and I want to, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that as a, as an ego thing. And I'm not saying that as a, 
a big-headed thing um but really i'm 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 just over people comparing themselves to other people and putting themselves down for it and i'm i'm and i'm always gonna do that like i am i might sound super confident right now but you know (laughs) but i i think this is just a moment where where I, I yeah I have to be confident in who I am and and kind of some of the things that I've achieved and um, for me that's where um, my level of knowledge comes from and it comes from understanding that I've been through stuff and and I've learned stuff um, and it may not be academically academically um, I guess uh, academically noticed or academically shown with a with a certificate or, or a degree but there's definitely things there through experience that that i've learned yeah that that's a that's me. a whole lot of <laughs> no that was bomb that was bomb thank you that reminds me of um i'm pretty sure it was dujon last mm. season said build the person not the cd yeah great and i think that that your story that you've just shared is the embodiment of that of how can we build people with skills and knowledge and yeah. the ability to articulate something Rather than building their CV to look like they can do those things, how do we actually build that person to be able to do that? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and the and the weird tension is that so many, so many jobs or so many employers look at the CV, mm. um, and and that's the tension because there you you have to either have the qualifications or you have to, um, I guess be known well enough for the employers to be like, yeah, I I, I know who you are or that kind of thing or like you know you, you you kind of you kind of got to know people in this industry to to get to get there you know but i think i think we're at a bit of a change in in, in the times i think that um experience is is being a lot more noticed and i think that um you know building the person is is actually starting to i guess come come to the come forward a little bit more than just the cv and mm. I, I hope i hope to see more of that and i think the more our employers start understanding that um and not just employers i'm talking about like people that give grants people that give you know funding you know um you know there are there are tons of people in the community that don't have written academic um qualifications that are just world-class people you know and that understand Thank things you. And, and and you know i just i'm hoping that those times continue to change yeah mm. potent but like to mm. me i'm like everything that you've shared is potent and it's such a koha and it, it is a massive mirror of of, of your walk because to me i'm like well I'm, I'm very interested when you said like the way that you said i'm good at what i do like to me i'm <laughs> like can you give us a little bit of the papa of that like you know you did you did say it's taken you a long time can you just stretch on that for us yeah yeah um i thought you'd never ask no <laughs> um no i um Man, okay, if, if I'm to give, you know, probably my my most, my main example, um, it's probably my music. So I've, I've been singing and songwriting, playing instruments for for a long time, um, for probably almost 20 years. And um, and I remember, I remember in intermediate school, uh, intermediate, and I'm taking it right back, right? Intermediate school, right? Most, most primaries nowadays have intermediates. So, so like you don't even, some people might not even know what an intermediate school is, but, um, (laughs) basically intermediate was, um, back then it was form one and two, but yeah, year seven and eight. And, uh, I remember auditioning for my school choir. Now I wasn't by any means a singer, but I knew that 
I saw people singing on stage and I saw people entertaining others and people laughing and people joining in and smiling. And I knew that I wanted some of that. Um, and so I auditioned for my school choir and I was like, cool, it's a, you know, we're all young. Surely it's going to be, you know, it's don't let me in, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> anyway, I get, I get to the, I get to my, um, music room at some lunchtime, whatever it was. Um, and the teacher basically just asked me to sing, um, la, 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 right. And just, just a scale up and down. And, uh, and so I did it. And then afterwards she basically said to me, Tony, uh, you should stick to playing rugby. <laughs> yeah. 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 She said, uh, I never, I never forget what? it. Man. She said, um, Tony, you should, you should probably just stick to playing rugby because you're good at that. Um, and then, and then she went on to say, you'll, you'll never make it as a singer. Far out. Is what she said. Yeah. You'll, you'll never make it. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there like, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I believe you. I believe you because you're my teacher and I'm meant to believe you. Um, to take that story further, you know, that night or later that week I, I went home and, um, there was a little bit of me that's kind of like, oh. Nah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna carry on, carry on with it. Who cares what she said? There was a little bit of that in me, a little bit of that fight, which was good. Um, and I remember um, just singing my heart out uh, later that later that night um, in my room, you know, with my on my cassette player. Uh, it must have been like Backstreet Boys or NSYNC or something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember my mum like walking into my room, and not just walking into my room, she came in like kicked the door down almost. And I just remember her just being like, shut up. Like, and um, I was singing really loud. That's probably why. And 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 to be fair, it might have been, it might have been like 11, 12 at night, maybe. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that's like, I just wanted to put that out there. Crate of hour, crate of hour. <laughs> um, and I, but I just remember feeling, uh, you know, if, if my teacher's saying that, if my mom's saying that, I'm, I'm going to believe it. And so basically from the next day, I was a 12 year old, 11, 12 year old from the next day, I, I, I decided that I was never going to pursue anything to do with music again, um, basically because of what um, um, those people had said about me. So basically from what happened the next day is um, I, I decided not, I'm not going to do any of that. And fast forward, fast forward, like maybe, you know, six or seven years. Okay, I'm, I'm at the end of high school now. Um, haven't haven't really touched music um, throughout that time. I've gone to like the, the compulsory music classes, um, and then and then I come to the end of in, end of high school, and there's this this guy that comes to my school as a bit of a mo motivational speaker, and he's one of those guys like you know if you reach for the stars, you can if you fall, you'll land in the clouds, like you know those those kind of ones. And I just remember feeling so inspired, and I was like, man, I'm gonna you know, and and I I I thought about music again, and I was like, man, this is something that I really want to do. Um, it's something that I really want to do, and and it just so happened that um, there was a there was a church in Auckland, um, right? Um, and uh, it's Equippers, the church that I go to, Equippers Church, and uh, they were holding this thing called Project X, and Project X is basically um, like an eight week creative arts program where you'd go after school every day, and uh, at the end of the eight weeks you'd put on a show. That was basically it um, for young people, and so. I was like, this is cool. And, you know, I'd just been inspired by this guy. And so, and it just so happened that same day, someone had asked me if I wanted to do it. And I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. So I, I just, I just did it. 
um, picking up some confidence, made it all the way to the end, which was great. And funnily enough, that that's kind of what started the faith journey for me. So music is also linked to my faith, which is just oh, this really? real interesting connection. Um, anyway, all of that happened. Um, I decided, I decided um, later on that year that uh, I was going to go to a school called Excel School of Performing Arts, and um, and that was that was massive for me. Uh, I hadn't, you know, I hadn't had any training because of all the years that I had just kind of not wanted to go anywhere near music. Um, I got into um, the school. And um, long story short, at the end of at the end of the year, I was I got the award for the top male vocalist for the year, which was and and again, man, I'm not saying this to be like, look at me, top male vocalist. I'm really saying that to 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 just be like, I am living proof, right, <laughs> that no matter what people say to you, um, you you have the power to change, you know, that outcome. You have the power to change what um where where your life ends up and. And I I remember just that that trip that flicked the flicked the switch for me. Um, I was a part of like a barbershop quartet at the time, um, and we we went and we ended up performing at Christmas in the park, um, which was which was huge. Like that's the biggest crowd you can get in New Zealand, two hundred thousand people live, and then another million on TV. But I remember that audition process, and this this part's really important. Um, that audition process to get into that was was crazy because we sang, um, and. Uh, and this, it's like it's kind of like X Factor where there's like three judges, and um, one of them one of them kind of um, said to to us after after the um, thing, they said, "Oh, do I know you?" And then I was like, "Oh, you look a little bit familiar." And then I realized one of the ladies on the judging panel was my intermediate um, school teacher, my music teacher, the one that had said that I should stick to rugby. <laughs> I know, I know, and uh, I just remember um, we started. I remember we started talking, and and uh, we kind of it. It was weird because the other boys were like all there for the audition with me, and then me and this teacher went off, went off, kind of talking. And um, she was just like, "Man, you you really improved. Kind of what have you been up to?" And and you know, I I, I kind of just wanted to be like, "Yeah, shame, shame on you," but um, but you know, the the nice guy in me, I guess, was just like, "Nah, I've been doing this and this and this, and are you still teaching?" And blah blah blah, you know, just started talking. Um, and you know, and and the funny thing is that you know we're we're still kind of friends now. Um, you know, me and this teacher, and 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 a couple of years later, actually, um, I started I started to teach her kids how to sing, which was which was quite interesting. Um, so I went from this, I went from, from being the student she told that would never make it as a singer to being the guy that she paid to teach her children how to sing, which, which is. <laughs> what which, was that like healing journey with her like? Because I can, like, I can imagine that there was some mummy there when she said, do I know yeah. you? And you're like, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, good question. There, there definitely was. was. Like? Yeah. There definitely was. But I think, I think healing is a choice that you have to make, even when, when there there's, there isn't a sorry attached to it. Okay, you I need feel, to say that one more time because that was a, yeah. that was a major key. I'm, I'm going like, to take my jacket off for that. Yeah. <laughs> like you what? I feel like healing is a choice you need to make before there's a sorry attached to it. For me, I had forgiven her. I had forgiven her um, even before I had seen her again. And I think that helped. I think if I hadn't had 
hadn't had. If I hadn't have forgived her, forgiven her, then yeah, that could have been a very that could have gone a very different way that meeting. Mm. Um, if I was the same angry little fifteen year old boy that I once was, I think it definitely could have gone a different way. Um, but I had I had years of healing um, in that space, in that uh, years of realizing that what people said about me doesn't define who I am. Mm. Therefore, doesn't define how I how I react to things, how I mm. how I um, treat people. Even that's a big one too. Um, and so, by the time by the time I had finally reached that moment, I had done a lot of that healing already. And so, the healing process with her was literally, it was literally like a, okay, cool. This is what I'm doing now, and um, it's great to see you again. And um, I'm, I'm not going to lie and say that I'm perfect and say that there wasn't a little bit of you know like and that's why i said before i was like you know i wanted to say like yeah shame look at me now um there was a little bit of that and there will be because i'm a human mm. you know mm. um and uh i just think that I'm, I'm really thankful that um through through people that helped me in my journey throughout that time really really helped that healing process and um yeah so let me just say to answer your question it was it was a lot easier by that by that point in time because of the healing that had taken place before she had even mm. said sorry for what she said what she did she did say that um yeah yeah so that's that's a bit of my and, and that's why i'm such an advocate with um young people and music and um and i want to make it clear too i'm not dogging teachers at all i love mm. teachers 100 100 i love teachers um but it's it's you know anyone who has the power of life out of their tongue also has the power of of death and I think that it's 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 so important, and and the reason why I got into youth work was to encourage young people to to reach their dreams, to to achieve their their goals. And um, you know, um, I was saying to you guys earlier, I've got a I've got a single coming out in two weeks. I suppose when this when this podcast is out, it'll already be out. Um, so you can go look it up, Tony Jacobs, Spotify or Apple Music. Um, and <laughs> we'll link it. We'll link and, it. Uh, yeah, we'll link it. And um, but this this song is literally called Believe and um just one step well it's called just one step um but the tagline is believe and, and the main line of it is you can move mountains with just one step you can change the world and with no regrets imagine what you could achieve if you just believe hey, hey. That's and that wild. that's that's the that's the chorus of the song um and uh and so this this little story that i've told you in about 10 minutes has has really um i guess echoed through my life and everything that i do all the music that I do now, I don't want to write music just for music's sake. I want to write music so that it, it inspires people. Um, and actually, that's harder. It's a lot harder than writing, you know, booty, 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 rocking everywhere, or like, oh, you know, other. Is that you not know, inspiring? That's you know. <laughs> well, I suppose some it people it might be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, Damn! Like I had my inspiration all along. <laughs> and 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 you know, and I again, I'm not not dogging anyone that makes that kind of music because you know whatever puts bread and butter on your table. Come on. Um, that 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 is literally a job for people, right? Um, mm. But for for me, my my music, you know, is something that took me from a place to to the place where I am now, and the place where I'm going. It's still taking me places, and I never want to. Um, I I I'm always believing that there are other young Tonys out there um, that need someone like me to hey. encourage them along the way and to be part of their healing process too. Hey, hey. Yeah. Echo, echo everything. Yeah, that's so on, man. And then, and and 
because if 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 I hadn't have done some of that stuff and like the stuff I'm doing with music now, it's it's literally not just singing and songwriting music. I I um kind of co-music directed a theatre show at the ASB Waterfront Theatre earlier this year called Maui uh, in in uh, with our with with fresh fresh um, movement who is a, a dance company and uh, we put on this this sold out show for a week um, in the Altia uh, sorry in the Waterfront Theatre in Auckland and um, so I'm venturing more into kind of theatre and doing stuff like that and we've got like a fully booked year of with tours next year and, and the Civic Theatre and, and just stuff like that so yeah there's lots of stuff that's kind of stemming from my music and I was, I was telling mm. these guys earlier that. I like to expand my creativity and not just include music stuff. And mm. so, yeah, there's lots, there's lots happening. Um, but like I said, it's it's been a long journey, um, and and I understand that that journey's going to get longer. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I just I I always remind myself, if I hadn't have decided to give it a go again, how different would my life be today? Yeah. Because literally, I, I work for Zeal uh, here in, in Kitty Kitty Door, and uh, we we basically run creative programs for young people. And I can basically say like that if if I hadn't had gone down that creative path, I wouldn't be doing this, mate. I don't know. I don't know how um, how involved I would even be with young people. Because if I couldn't believe in myself, why would I even try and believe in other people? You know. Oh yeah. Oh. And so, like, there's there's yeah, there's lots there. Mm. there really is yeah Mm. what i hear is um from your story over the last you know from from intermediate through to now to meeting that teacher blah 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 is that music has always kind of been a vehicle for you to um acquire knowledge and to expand into different spaces and, and move through the world and through your knowledge yeah um would you say that that's true? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then going even back to the first question about what is knowledge to you? Um, that is my knowledge. That's that's what I know. And like I said, yeah, I don't have, I don't have a degree on performing at Christmas in the park, or <laughs> you know, there's no, there's. I mean, I've got, I've got, I've got music qualifications, but I don't, I don't have it. Um, you know, I don't have things that, you know, would would. Basically, I don't rely on my qualifications to 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 talk about kind of uh, my experiences with music and with shows and things like mm. that. I I have picked up a lot of that knowledge along the way. Mm. Um, so yes, hundred percent agree uh, with you, Kels. Yeah, by doing right rather than by doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think yeah, typically and- in the creative arts, um, I've seen young people get caught up. You know, in our old job, Molly Sue and I used to um, go into high schools and talk to young people about what they want to do after school in regards to tertiary yeah. study. And there were some young people that I would come up and like have conversations with and that wanted to get into the arts and that, well, I need a degree, I need this, I need that. I'm like, you can, but this mm. is also an industry where you don't have to have that kind of stuff. Yep. But there's so yeah. much value placed on qualifications and degrees and from this place or that place and i'm like you already know all the things you need to know there is there is yeah. there's a there's a real and you guys would have noticed this if, if that was your mahi then then you'll know notice this that there's a lot of it stems from family a lot of it stems from um, yeah. your parents um 
not all of it. I mean, I had I had a lot of friends, especially the Pacifica and, and, and Maori um, friends that had family that um, would say the, the other extreme and say that, no, um, you've done your school. That's study. That's your study. Okay. After mm. school, after school, you go and work and you help contribute some rent. Like, so there's that side. And then there's the other side where parents would be like, um, you've finished school. So of course you're going to go to university. Like that's, that's just what you do. Yeah. Um, it's the only <laughs> you know, option. That's the only option. Right. Yeah. And so, um, for me, I'm, I'm really lucky. Like I know I talked about my mom earlier and said that there was, um, you know, there were times when I thought that she didn't support me, but man, my mom is my number one fan, like hey, in hey. everything that I do, like I'm, hey, I'm hey. the biggest mama's boy in the world. Let's go. Let's and, go. Um, I just, yeah. And, um, and so, she's supported me in every sphere of this and um she was really really awesome when i left school she was like what do you want to do like it's up to you you can you can live here um i just want you to to look out for you and so i was really lucky in that because i understand that that people don't always have parents like that some people don't Mm -hmm. even have parents that they can talk to about that stuff and so um i I was really lucky really blessed to have a mum that understood me that way yeah what's your mum's name kelly Let's go. Shout, Shout out, out Kelly. Kelly. We yeah. level, Kelly. <laughs> you did a good job, Kelly. Oh, yeah. Good job. Oh, we don't know yet. His journey hasn't finished yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's, we don't know yet. <laughs> done a good job so far. So far. <laughs> so far. Thank you. Yep. I'll, I'll claim that one. I'll claim that one. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So... What knowledge do you hold, like, very, very dearly to your body, to your mm. mind, to your soul, or to your heart? Like, what's the mm. knowledge that you really, like, you know, like, that's really, affect, like, up, like music is there, 100%. And yeah. then what other different nuances of knowledge that you hold close to your body, that you hold close to your mind, that you hold close to your soul and your heart? <laughs> just to affect your journey, you know? And I guess we, we, yeah. we, we did just <clears throat> talk about your journey being this far, and then it's like the next journey, what's, what, 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 what knowledge are you going to actually hold on to, to guide you to, through the next phase? Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. I mean, I think uh, there's, there's a few things there. One, one of them would be just the knowledge that, um, that, I have, that I have family and that I have people that are, that are doing this with me, I think is, is massive. Um, Throughout that whole journey of, of my music stuff, there were a lot of times where I felt isolated and I felt alone and I felt like no one was in it with me. Um, but in this kind of second half of my life, let me say, um, there's been there's been a real there's been a been a real uh, I guess sense that um, I have a I have a village behind me, I have a whole tribe behind me, I have ancestors behind me. Um, you know, and it's funny we were talking about this earlier, you guys, that you know that I really do have kind of ancestors that um standing on the shoulders of people that people that um were dreaming for 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 their their extended generations to to be in a space where I am now a space where I have a roof over my head of my own place with my my family my immediate family my son and my wife and my other other kid on the way I was going to say other son but we don't know yet for another few weeks um my other kid on the way um we you know to have a job that i have that's um secure in such an uncertain environment with covid19 um to have you know friends you know that i can talk to about anything to have uh, a church community that i can go to that can help me with prayer and with whatever i think i'm i'm just incredibly blessed and so 
the knowledge that there are people there for me has has been massive in um and i guess uh me carrying on and just moving forward because there are so many things in life today that tell you to stop or tell you that you don't need to carry on and that if you give up you don't have to feel the pain mm-hmm. but i think family for me has been or or just people in general have been almost like the light at the end of the tunnel to say like uh, if I, you know i'm doing this for myself but i'm also doing it for them and i'm i'm i'm, I'm running forward towards them um so that's definitely um that kind of some of that knowledge um but another probably another one for me is um is is kind of what i alluded to before and just something and it's probably the thing i hold dearest to myself is just um kind of belief now i don't know if you guys have done strength finders but my number one strength is belief as well and it's 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 just like something that i've always held so close um to myself and uh you know sometimes it's it's affected me in the negative sense is that i believe in others too much and and sometimes i can get hurt from that um but i think it's it's taken me a while to realize that there is a negative side and um but it's what i do with that that matters see i don't i don't really care because when i believe in people when i believe in um and things it's it's not for them it's it's for me uh and it's almost like um it's almost like forgiveness and i know you guys have probably heard the you know um the uh the cliche that people say around forgiveness um that forgiveness isn't about them it's about you and it's about you know releasing that for you and like they some people say that forgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies um and and for me believing in other people doesn't only uplift them but it actually uplifts my mana too it's mana enhancing for myself and so that's that's why i do it and that's as i'm saying that i'm thinking like does that sound a little bit selfish well maybe but i i I do genuinely care about other people as well um but i think that's been something that's kind of kept me going as well just the belief Mm. that i have in others and it's actually helped fuel the fire of belief for myself let's go as well i think that's been really important too yeah Mm. so hopefully that answers that question um but there is a lot there's lots of things i think yeah Mm. Definitely a lot of things that will stem out of belief as well. Like, and I yeah. totally, I totally resonate with your your focado around it. And I like, so I'm glad that you, you, you answered yourself in terms of being like, you know, I don't know if it's good or not. And then it's like you answered yourself of being like, <laughs> actually, for me, it, and to me, I I echo that 100 percent mm. because to me, I'm mm. like, it's it like it's it's the same thing that I, it's the same focado that I have around values because I'm like, how people react and and treat you is a reflection of their values, not not mine. So like right. to me, I'm like, I'ma love you regardless. And it's like you might not feel like you're loved or you might not think that you're being loved. And I'm like, I don't have to tell you that I love you. I don't have to show you. Inside yeah, also, I love you. Inside I love you. And I'm like, yeah. you're like on the inside, you believe in people. And I'm like, that's a reflection. And I, I loved when you were like, it's mana enhancing to do that. Cause I'm like, yo, it's it it's one hundred percent affirming, and it, it 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 almost like concretes my fundamental belief of love when I just gift love without without it, and I'm like it's yeah. not even it's not even like I'm like I, I don't even want to I don't even know how this is going to return, and this um, Kelsey and I have been going through a season of being like we're not here for the reciprocal love in the one lane dimensional yep. lane we're like we're That's here the for one. the reciprocal love of on many many fashions, and I'm like. Our love has got us to you, and we're so thankful for that. And um, awesome. we really, we really, 
we really felt your belief in us as well because like mm. you know they could have they could have been you could have you could have you could have pawned us off and like you know like close your door and shut your gates to um to to cope up and it's and it's valid like to me i'm like we understand that for a lot of people they don't want to privilege the FRQ conversation they don't want to mm. engage that and it's because I think there is a um, a discourse and feeling and thinking that you have to you have to have the skills or the knowledge to do right. these things, and I'm like, actually, you know, you know how to walker yourself there and walker yourself out. We just we we literally what what is the word, Kelsey? What's the word? Discernment. Mm. Mm. To be able yeah. to discern. Yeah. Bro, just con- just ec- yeah. sorry sorry just Go echoing ahead. what you were saying like. I, I I I was nervous to come into this this chat today. Nervous as I've never done a podcast before, so I'm 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 being very very open about that, and then this is very kind of vulnerable for me. Like I I've um you know another side, and we can get to this later, but you know I'm just feeling like I I can't articulate myself properly. That I'm not a good speaker. Now this is weird because I've I in the previous job I got paid to be a public speaker. Like that was my previous job, but even now there are still thoughts in my head like you're gonna mess up you're gonna say some stupid things you're gonna you know it's dumb they can't edit this because they only put up raw material right and so (laughs) all of that's going through all of that's going through my head even now and um but i guess the the cool thing about my belief is that it trumps a lot of that and it's it's taken a while for me to, to lean more towards belief than doubt and that's um that that's part of my journey so sorry as you were as you were, sir. No. <laughs> period. Period. That's literally what, it. That's go be it. Go, Kelsey. What for you fuels that belief? Like I know that some people talk around mindset. Some people talk around like 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 physical support or emotional support. What is it for you? Mm, that's a good question, eh? I think aside Spiritual from support. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think all of those things. Um, but I think you know, aside from, uh me being the living proof as well is, is a big mm. part of it. Um, but I think probably the main one, and this sounds really weird to say this, but the main one is just, it has to. Like, I have to believe in it. There's no other option for me. Can you and expand that's, on that, that? Yeah, I mean, I've, been, I've put so many hours, so many days so many nights so many so much time away from family and loved ones Mm. to work on my craft to perform to travel i'm at the point now where i'm like this is this is definitely for me it's definitely a a, it's a god thing that i'm in this and what that means to me is that there has been so much kind of uh, work and so many you could call coincidences to get me to this point which aren't really coincidences, right? Um, and I'm I'm just convinced, I'm convinced that the belief that I have in, in myself and, and kind of is 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 a God thing. And um and the great thing about and the mana enhancing thing about that is that that is then I guess reflected into the belief that I have in other people. And um so God hasn't only called me to believe in myself, but he's called me to take that belief and and use it for people i feel like any gift we're given from anyone shouldn't be a gift only for ourselves and so so something for me something for me is that um i i feel that the belief i have in other people is god given let's go yeah and uh i 
And I think that that really extends to the youth work that I do. It extends to the the meaningful songwriting I do. It extends to um, uh, the the work I do in theater shows. It, it, it extends to how I how I talk to my wife. It extends to how I discipline my child. It extends to to the smile I give the random person I don't even know who they are that's uh, beeping at me on the road. Um, <laughs> you know, that might not always happen, but um, I think you see where I'm going with this, right? That mm. that belief, uh, it really kind of, um, and it's almost when it reflects to other people, it, it magnifies. And I feel like it magnifies in me. And um, so that's that's what I mean by when I say like it, I have to. There's no other choice because it's it's so ingrained in who I am that and, and and like I also said that sometimes there's disappointment there. And sometimes I believe in people that let me down. Sometimes but they're not letting me down because like I said, the it's it's about my output of belief mm-hmm. as opposed to the input because my output's the same, man. I, I believe in you hundred percent. If you don't believe in yourself, let let me let me be let me be that belief for you you know until you can pick it up yourself because there were people that did that for me yeah yeah (laughs) i think particularly for young people who are navigating the world and trying to figure out who they are that belief Mm. in them from like i know for my like for myself for my experience as a young person um particularly between like 14 and 18, I had no faith in myself or no belief in myself that I was worth even being here for. Um, And that was a really tough journey, but there was, you know, there were people that believed in me and that's what kept me going. Yeah. Um, In a time when I had no faith for myself, no faith in myself. So, yeah, I really value how you navigate the world. I think it's really important particularly Thanks. for young people. Thanks, Kels. Yeah, I think it's um it's dangerous when uh when we start to see that it is rare for people to believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's scary that that's the world we're living in or that's the world that you know, I, I don't want to admit that that's the world we're living in, but from from someone who works with young people and um you know, especially in in, in a young young person lens that um, it's actually more rare than not to see people that um, are confused, see people that um, are unsure, that are uncertain, that, that, like you say, don't know who they are. Mm. Um, and man, there are so many variables and reasons why this is a thing. But I think that, um, yeah, there, there are, it's, it's rare to see people that are so confident and, and believe in themselves, which is, which can be a scary thing. And, um, and I, and I, you know, and I know that I can't go out there and change the whole world. But if I can, if I can uh, impact, you know, one young person, or if I can impact, or the, the current situation is, if I can impact uh, my team of youth workers that work with me, to then go out and impact young people, like I, I feel like, you know, slowly and surely we can, we're doing a good thing, and I think that that's that's what matters. Mm. Yeah. I really value you and your team and the work that they do. Like, it's so important. So important. And to be able to use creativity as a vehicle for that connection. Mm. Ooh, mm. So good. Yeah. So good. 
Wow. What a... <laughs> so good. I like... I so wish that there was something like that for me when I was a young person because I know that I could have... Yeah. There would have been so much more opportunity mm. for belief in myself. Yeah. Anyway. We're curious. But it's, it's funny that, eh? Hey, it's funny, like, you say there'd be so much more opportunity, but do you think the opportunities was always there, but you just maybe couldn't see it or you couldn't you didn't have the belief yeah. in yourself to kind of go go for it or you know sure. and i think that there's young people that are having opportunities but because of the way they feel about themselves they're they're deciding that oh this person deserves it more than me or she's prettier than me so she should go and do that or he's man he you know he does this and then blah 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 and you know i just think that man there's there's so much that comes from a young person being confident in who they are because like exactly what you said, there's, there's mm. these opportunities that are being presented. Um, and I feel like they can step forward into those with confidence. Um, and we can see a lot more young people achieving their goals quicker. And I want to say that achieving their goals quicker because I like me, I feel like they'll eventually get there. Mm. I feel like if they're called to do something like that, they'll get there eventually. Yeah. But, um, but it's about kind of taking taking that um that step early hey yeah yeah and if you can mitigate some mama along the way then that's so much better <laughs> absolutely yeah. 100%. yeah um we're curious what kind of stories have you archived what stories have you inventoried or like placed at the back that you maybe aren't quite uh ready to have that conversation um Essentially, what is in your faku? Let's, you know, are you ready? To, are you ready to jump in? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, so you say, what stories have I archived? Yeah, maybe there's like a little bit of mama around something, or maybe you know, you're like, oh, I don't want to talk about that because I'm not quite sure how it's <laughs> going to be received. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I, I think I got it. Um, okay, so when I was um, when I was thirteen, and this is just kind of start the starting point, the intro to what I want to talk about. When I was thirteen, I um, had a pretty bad accident, and um, so the accident was I was uh, running to my class. We had um, we had we had kind of just finished class. We're at, at school, and I was running to my next class. And uh, I'm running down the corridor of, of our of our school and like just kind of bouncing off the walls. You know, I don't know if you guys ever did that when you're running down the corridor and like you're just running and there's lots of people. So you're just kind of like putting your hand on the walls just to, to bounce. And um, <laughs> sounds really weird when I say bounce. But um, <laughs> anyway, what happened was I put my hand up on the wall and I didn't realize that half of my hand, well, a little bit of my hand was actually in the hinges part of a big metal, a big metal door have I, I told you guys to say did i no okay a big metal door and and basically what happened was long story short was there was this this guy on the other side of the door that just kind of woke up that morning and was like you know i feel like slamming a big door today um oh and basically what happened was yeah he slammed the door and um <laughs> sorry Kelsey, you so look like gross. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, yeah, i'm trying not carry to on, say too i won't say too many on. details but Basically, um, 
Um, my reflex, as he slammed it, my reflex, because, you know, I'm like Spider-Man. I've got fast-ass reflexes. Um, my reflex was to quickly pull my hand away. Um, and so, <laughs> you're really struggling with to say. Um, I am. I'm going to go there. Um, you told me to go there. You told yeah, me go, to go there, go so I'm there. going there. Go hard. Um, I'm just... Pull my hand away. And basically what happened was... Um, okay, so basically what happened was my finger... My, my pinky finger got cut off from the, the top the, the top tip of this part, right? As you can see that. Um, now, what happened was actually uh, my, my reflex kind of pulled all the skin off and my bone was just sticking out, sticking out of there. Um, and long story short, basically, they took me to hospital. Um, did you know that they wrapped me in, in a bandage um, for about six hours before they did anything? So they cleaned it, then put it in a bandage, and then just it was just there with my bone sticking out for six hours. And I know this because it happened during school, and they didn't come and get me to operate on me until Shortland Street was on. <laughs> 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 that's how I know. That, that's how I know the time difference. Um, anyway, long story short, they had to they uh, ground, like, is it ground? Is that the plural for grind? Yes, ground. They ground it down. Um, and then and then basically pulled the skin over, sewed it up, blah blah blah, and um, haven't had any problems since. Um, I was taking piano lessons at the time, so um, I stopped those lessons. And so I feel like if this hadn't have happened, I wonder if my main instrument would have been the piano, which is quite interesting. Um, but all that to say, the reason why I'm saying this story is that when I got back to school, I I had um, I had a lot of there was a lot of there was a lot of pain, obviously. This was sore for ages, okay? For probably like six, seven months, it was sore. I had that that weird thing where I felt like the end of my pinky was still there. So it just felt like, and you know, a lot of people who get like, um, uh, what was it called? Uh, amputations, they, they have this weird kind of sensation where they feel like the missing part is still there. And uh, it's just this weird thing that your body has to get used to. Um, the good news is I lost a bit of weight from it, which is good. Um, no, nah, just kidding. Um, but, <laughs> but I, um, yeah, so I was, I was in pain. For, <laughs> I was in pain for a long time. Hey, I'll take I the wins. I I'll take the you. wins, I cannot with like, you. <laughs> I'll take the wins as they come. Sweet. 30, 30 grams off. 30 no. grams. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was in pain for a long time, man. It was, it was sore. Um, but eventually that pain, that pain kind of um, finished, you know, which is the good thing. Um, but the thing, the other, sorry, the, the the worst type of pain that I, I feel like I felt in 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 high school, especially, was was definitely some of that mental health stuff, eh? Because that's not like this. That's not like the physical pain that that yeah is is painful and can really hurt. But eventually, it finishes and it ends. With mental health and the mental pain we go through, sometimes that can last forever. Sometimes until you sit down with someone and really talk through some stuff, it, it just doesn't, it just magnifies and, and can extend to your family, to your kids, all right, uh, if it's not dealt with properly. And mm. for me, if you're asking me what a big far cue in my life was or a big um, kind of thing that I borderline, not sure I want to talk about, is probably um, my dad leaving when I was a little kid. That's probably it. Um, just a just a um, nah. I, I'll, I'll say that part after actually. But basically, when I was when I was two years old, um, me, mum, my dad, we we lived in in Australia. We had we had moved over there, 
Um, and for whatever reason, um, me and my mom actually came home. Um, he stayed there. Uh, and I think the intention was for him to come and join us eventually. Um, but that never happened. And, uh, and, and that was the last I had ever kind of heard of him. So there were, there were no calls growing up. There was no happy birthdays. There was no Merry Christmas, nothing like that. Um, no presents, no money, no, <laughs> no, no anything. Um, that's why, man, I, I love my mum to bits. And that's probably why I'm such a mama's boy is because she really took the reins and, um, and uh really was was that mum and dad for me growing up you know and shout out to my stepdad that came onto the scene when i was about eight years old and you know and that's 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 why i say i've been brought up in a maori family because he's he's maori so my real dad someone he's uh stepdad's maori and my mom's obviously as white as they come which is great um and uh blonde hair blue eyes my mum is and so i was really hoping that my kids get blonde hair blue eyes because apparently it skips a generation yeah 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 apparently so I didn't get that with my first boy, so hopefully this new this new kid that's coming. Hey, that, it's coming through. It might be still coming through. You know, be so cool, it man. might be a late 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 bloomer for the first boy. <laughs> true, true, yeah. Um. Anyway, where was I? So we we had come back to New Zealand, and, and my dad had not kind of never come back. Now that as a as a three year old, that doesn't I'm 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 not able to articulate exactly uh, what this means as a three year old. Um, and kind of kind of growing up, you know, three, four, five, when I started school at five, there were some questions that started to come up for me that I wasn't ready to answer, that I don't think my mum was ready to answer. And some of those questions were things like, um, why are all the other dads coming to pick up the kids from this from school? Like, where's where's mine? Um, well, I know where he is, he's in Australia, but why isn't he here? I feel like as a five-year-old, I didn't know how to articulate. I didn't know the answer to those questions. And I remember starting to feel um, this uh, type of way about abandonment and about feeling like I had been left. I started to ask myself questions like, was it my fault? You know, was uh, could I have been a better kid? Could I have... Could I have done this? Could I have done that differently? And maybe they would still be together. Maybe my dad could come and pick me up from school. Maybe my dad could stand on the sidelines to my rugby games as a five-year-old. So I started thinking all of these things. And um, and I think uh, as that progressed in my schooling life, I started to, to um, you know, people talk about phobias and fears of different physical things. Uh, but you can actually have phobias of different feelings as well. And I think for me, for me, I started to develop this phobia or this fear of of feeling abandoned. And I didn't realize this, and I want you guys to understand, I didn't realize this until I was in my 20s. And what this fear of abandonment mean, meant was that I would do everything that I could, everything, even if it meant harm to myself or, you know, it wasn't good for my own health. I would do everything I could to keep people close to me. And in high school, that's the worst thing you could do. <laughs> um, in high school, you know, it meant that I was constantly on the lookout for friends, no matter how they treated me. I was constantly in the lookout for uh, meaningless relationships. I was constantly on the lookout for, um, you know, all of these things that were detrimental to my own well-being. But what it meant was that people were close to me. 
mm. and they wouldn't leave me like my dad did you know and um i didn't realize this until until i actually um had realized that uh, man i need to get some counseling around some of this dad stuff some uh, daddy issues you know for better for better words um and it was in my 20s and I, it wasn't until my 20s that i got some counseling around it and i just remember feeling so like enlightened about some of the stuff like yeah sure there's, there's the faith part of it for me um that going like as a 15 year old going through um church and, and and getting um prayer and kind of understanding that god god really filled that hole in my life which was which was amazing but god also put, puts people like experts in place to help you work through stuff and so i'm not one of those christians that's like we don't need counselors because we have god <laughs> i'm not one of those people okay and i i i think that there are benefits of both right and so i made sure that i got some good counseling and um i was able to work through some of those stuff and it was it was epic man i started to realize man i've i've had this fear for so long it explains a lot of my friendships from high school it explains so much around holding on to them even though they treated me like crap now if any of my friends are listening it probably doesn't mean you but you're probably my friend now so it doesn't matter but um <laughs> um it, it it just explains so much mm-hmm. and um i i remember you know that year that year that i kind of finally got counseling around this um was the year uh that i really started my healing around some of these dad issues that i had um man shout out to counselors man i'm so i'm such an advocate for breaking down the stigma of going to counseling because counseling is like legit and like especially uh, for young people where most counseling is free man like i understand people say counseling is like a real you know thing you know you're crazy if you go counseling nah man not at all not at all it is the bee's knees all right go and do it um but basically so that that started my healing process with um with these daddy issues and i knew that a big part of that healing process was getting in touch with them and so funnily enough what happened was my auntie um so my dad's sister got in touch with me um through a youtube video of me singing um funnily enough again music connected mm, again right. mm-hmm. um and and basically basically said look we'll, we'll pay for your flights come over to australia um you could stay with us if you guys know australia well um my whole family is in like Duneside, blacktown mount druitt which is like um samoaville um right and um and basically they took me over there and i remember walking into my grandparents house which is where my auntie lives I remember walking in as a, I think I might have been like 22, 23, walking in and the first first thing that my grandma says, haven't seen her in 20 years. First thing she says is, I've been praying for you every day. And I just remember as like, I, I just remember like far out, like that just blew my mind. Like that in general. And you know, what we were talking about earlier of having ancestors and having people in your life that are praying for you and you know, and my whole life, I wouldn't have even acknowledged that. I wouldn't have, I didn't even know it was happening. But there are probably things that I got to benefit from and I got to experience from because there was someone in Australia that I wasn't even thinking of that was praying into my well-being, you know, and I just, I just, I loved that. Um, long story short, I'm talking to my nana and, and then this big black ute turns up in the in the driveway and that's, that's my dad. <laughs> and um again it's the first time i've seen him in 20 years he basically comes in and he goes um he says hello to his mum and that and his sister and then he just goes boy get in the car 
<laughs> I jump in the car. He takes me to Starbucks. Um, and, uh, and we just talk. We talk for a good like three hours, eh? And it was, it was healing. It was, mm. it was real, really healing. He apologized for not being in touch. Not, um, he's got a beautiful family there. There now he's engaged and he's got like four kids, you know, three beautiful girls and a young son who's like the man at rugby. Um, and, and they all have kids now too. The same time I had my kids. So, um, it's, 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 it's turning into a beautiful picture, um, or beautiful story that didn't start too well. But, you know, when you look at, look at it in the bigger scheme of life is that the first 20 years was a little bit average. Well, less than average let's be honest less than average but there's so much more life um to be able to really mend this relationship and you know it hasn't it, i'm not gonna say it's gotten like way better maybe i don't think he's very good on social media he texts me <laughs> he, he messages like happy birthday and merry christmas and stuff like that now but that's about it but when when we've been there a couple of times over the last few years um he's always made it a point like we got together to dinner with his whole family and and stuff like that and he's like you know when we go away and do an australia road trip you know you guys need to come and so so there's the, all this mending that's happening and that has happened that's just left my heart feeling like really really full uh when it comes to my daddy issues um and if anything i feel i feel better like yeah sure i had a tough first 20 years with it but i feel like i'm blessed because now i've got this Samoan side that i'm getting to know and that i that i love I have my mum's Pakia side that I've that have always been there. But I also have my stepdad side that have always been there. Hey, hey. And so now I have all these three sides and and a big part of um and, and I, I know I was sharing this to you guys earlier that that I've always felt like I haven't been Samoan enough because my I haven't known my dad, I haven't known Fat Samoa, I don't know how to speak it. Although I'm taking Samoan language lessons right now, which let's is go, great. Let's go, let's go. Um I haven't known how to speak it. I haven't felt Pakia enough because of my brown skin. And I haven't felt Māori enough because I actually don't have any Māori in me, any Māori blood. That we know, that we know of. That we know of, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that we know of. Right, and so there's been these three aspects of my life that I haven't felt like I've, I've fit in culturally. I tried things, like I tried to join the Samoan cultural group and stuff, but still felt like I was out of my place. Um, But it's only been, and this is recent, as like literally in the last 12 months that I've actually come to the conclusion that rather than feeling like I don't belong to any of these three man I'm blessed because I am fully all three of them right and um and that's all I need to remember that right. I can lean on I can lean on either and and right. if anything I feel like I'm probably more blessed than um people that only relate to two maybe you know or so I'm 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 lucky and I, and I'm I'm blessed in that way and I'm I'm really excited about what that looks like for my future leaning into these different aspects of it. Um cuz my history and my ancestry really excites me or really interests me. So I've done the whole ancestry.com thing and dated right back to all all three part sides of my families um and that's been really interesting understanding that on my Maori side um it dates right back to the first Croatians that came um, to Kaitaia. And like, so we, we were, we're connected to the first um, Croatian Maori marriage. Yeah. Which was, which is crazy. Which is, and then like just Delicious. little stuff like that just really fascinates me. 
really fascinates me. And then my Pakia side goes all the way back to Ireland and like Vikings, basically. <laughs> yay, yay. Um, and so, yeah, I love it, man. I love it. And uh, I'm excited. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm where I want to be, but I'm a lot, I'm, I'm, I'm in a lot better place than I once was. And um, mm. yeah, there's been a, there's been lots of healing around it. Um, lots of friends and family that have really supported me in that. And, uh, but also it's been, a, it's been a big personal journey as well. So yeah. So if anyone asks me kind of uh, who I am or what um, culture I am, I, I basically say, look, I'm Pākehā, Samoan, Māori. Um, all of the above. Instead of what mm. I used to do was I used to change it depending on what setting I was in. <laughs> which is whew, yeah you know i was mm. in a big fancy corporate dinner with lots of parkia i'll be like my name is tony o'rourke i'm parkia you know um or if i was with all my all my mates at a Samoan wedding or something and they asked me what i was yeah Samoan, i'm from falefa you know talofa oroke. You know? yeah oroke <laughs> oroke and then obviously, um, if I was, you know, on, in a Maori setting at a tangi or like at a, um, on a marae, then I'd, you know, I'd just blast out my pepeha and I'd just do all of that. So like, oh, okay. yeah, I'm just, I'm just over being a different person in different circumstances. Eh? Come through, come through yeah. all the way. And so, so I think that's contributed to that. And um, yeah, yeah. What a beautiful journey too. Cool. And then like music and creativity weaved through all of that as well, like the connection back to your whānau through your music. Ooh. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Thank you <sighs> so much yes. for these beautiful shares. I know that Good. that's going to resonate. Like different parts of those stories are going to resonate for so many people. So thank Thanks you for Thanks for drawing coming. them out. Thanks for drawing and them being, out of me. <laughs> yeah, and being willing and for showing up even when you maybe were a little bit fuckamart to come through. Mm. So we recognize that. We see you. Thank mm. you. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. If people want to connect with you, how are they best to do that? Um, I have basically a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, mm. TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Be down with the youth, eh? <laughs> yeah. I, I also have um, a website, tonyjacob.co.nz, and that's kind of got all my music stuff. Um, but by. Instagram's probably the main one that I kind of play around with. Um, so main. it's just tonyjacob underscore underscore. And um, Sick. yeah, but uh, yeah, that's basically me. <laughs> Amazing. Thank <laughs> you. Never done that. Let me let me try that. Yeah. Is that it? That's cool, eh? Heart. Heart. It's a heart, eh? Yes, yeah. Korean love heart. That's cool, man. That's so we we all we, we and Kelsey always do this, and then we we extend it, being like our love is endless or the love is limitless. Oh, I like that. Ks, 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 ks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. So we started off with the jingle. We're gonna round it off with the jingle for the recording part of it. Please join us, sir. The fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you! Hey, hey! Do 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 fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Kia ora whanau, thank you! Can you just give us a whistle note, please, for the fuck you? See you later! Later!